Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical, and this is Critical Blues Reviews number 87. And today, I have a good friend back with us. Uh, can you introduce yourself, good sir? Uh, clean. Well, just tell everybody hello. I already introduced you. Everybody hello. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This is uh, Keith, otherwise known as Clean. And... Uh, I didn't even know it was the 88th episode, but I'm... Um, 87, 87. 87. 87. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's what's up, man. So, glad to have you back on the show. Looks like you're switching it up. Okay. Clean's back. All right. Let's see how this going to go. And uh, for everyone out there, all my listeners, please continue to make me last by giving listener support to the podcast. All you got to do is chip in. Just give a dollar a month. You know, just a dollar. That's all you got to do. It's not that much. But anyway, um, for those who are doing that, that are looking out, I really, really do appreciate that. Thank you for the love. Negro, stop begging. Always begging. Get your hand out. Get your hand out of my pocket. How about that? And today we will be reviewing. you can find on netflix uh this actually came out july 10th and uh, the logline for this film it's about an immortal team of hired guns go on the run after the, their secret gets exposed while recruiting a new member now the director for this film you have gina prince uh bithwood bythwood um she directed love and basketball and the secret life of bees and the writer for this film, you have Greg, Greg Rooker. Rooker. Uh, he actually uh, wrote the graphic novel, and he wrote Whiteout and Stomptown. Or well, Stumptown. I said Stomptown. Stumptown. Now, the characters for this film, you have Andy, played by Sharice Theron. She was in Monster, Mad Max, and Prometheus. You have Nile, played by Kiki Lane. She uh, also played on If Bill Street Could Talk. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. Kiki Lane, that movie. Have you seen If Bill Street Could Talk? No. Oh, man. She's such a sweetheart, man. I, it's just something about it. It's, man, the way she played that role, she just melt in your heart, man. It, it was just something about that character, man. I love her character on that. Totally different character in this movie. Um, but also, she played a native son. And you have Booker, played by, uh, oh, this is going to be a complicated one, Mateus Skonertz. Uh, what's wrong with that, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Mateus uh please, uh, if I screwed you, I know I screwed your name up. But he was in Red Sparrow and The Danish Girl. And you have Joe played by Marwan Kinzari. He was in Aladdin and the Mummy. And you have Copley paid, played by Chiwetel. Uh, Ch- 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 Damn, I, I'm fucking that up. Chiwetel Ch- 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 uh, E. Joyfor. Uh, that's a Nigerian name. I'm having a hard time. Forgive me for that. Um, he was in 12 Years a Slave and that's Serenity. Strange. 
Yeah, he was in Doctor Strange too, right? I remember right. he was in what the Four Brothers too, wasn't he? Was he the main villain? Was he? Yeah, yeah, he was the antagonist in Four Brothers. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Shit, I forgot. I thought he was just straight up federal, uh, not federal, I foundational just, Black I American. Because he just made those. He, I just remember that scene where he made the people eat off the floor. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, so clean. Um, now. You actually turned me on to this film because you asked me, you said, hey, man, did you see the old guard? And I've heard word about it, but you really got me um, wanting to watch it because you were like, hey, you don't want to spoil it. You got me wanting to watch it. So what got you like interested in it? How did you find out about it? Well, I mean, I was I came across it looking uh, I was looking for some graphic novels from Image Mm -hmm. because I had just read. Killer Be Kill, which is a good one. Killer Be Kill um, is an excellent uh, vigilante type of graphic novel I was reading. Mm-hmm. Image. And so. Yeah, I fucks with Image. Yeah. Um, I was like, I wonder what else Image has. You know, everybody talks about Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. And I came across the old guard and I was like, okay, let me see what this one is about. And. You know, like um, going into it, uh, just reading. I didn't, I, I didn't. By the way, I didn't finish the whole book. Oh, oh, you? Oh, okay. I think I stopped about halfway through. Okay. Um, because what happened was when I read to about the halfway point, I was like, "This reads just like a screenplay for a movie." Mm-hmm. I was like, "I wonder if they're making a movie for this because it's just too similar to." The, stru- the, structure the structure was, was just too similar to a movie. Uh-huh. And when I look, when I was looking for it, I found out that you know Netflix was removing a, uh, was coming out with a movie in about uh, two months. So that would make me really finding out about it like around May. Okay. So I was like, okay, this is a movie. So then you know that's when I told you about it. You know, after watching the trail, well, no, I found out about the movie and went to a um, went to a website that told me about the movie, and the trailer I think came out a couple of weeks later. Okay. And after watching the trailer, I was like, okay, it looks kind of interesting. And, um, it was a lot of things that I saw in the trailer that were in the book, and I was like, hey, you know, this may this looks like this may be a good movie. Um, I thought the premise. Um, just reading it from the book was pretty, was pretty, was pretty good. So I, I gather that you enjoyed the uh, graphic novel. Yeah, I mean, um, mm-hmm. pretty much the graphic novel in terms of um, the concept was good. Uh, art was okay, but oh, you know, okay. the story and the concept was good too. You know? Okay. Now, could you tell us a little bit about the uh, the story, like to kind of get the people who are not familiar with the old guard uh, the story of the film. Uh, the story from the film pretty much follows somewhat closely to the story of the book, which mm-hmm. is about a group of immortals mm-hmm. who have um, pretty much been traversing the world for centuries. And these are be- pretty much battle hard veterans. Right. right. Whereas, like, now it's like they're kind of almost like a group of mercenaries. Mm hmm. And, you know, uh, I'm guessing, you know, uh, from the book, it was like 
well, actually, when the book, when I read the book, I was thinking that they were mercenaries, but it seems like they were just just really battle battle hardened. Didn't really seem they were mercenaries. It was just that they would take these. Well, yeah, I guess they were mercenaries. Yeah, they yeah. would take jobs, right, right, job right. jobs, mm-hmm. and things like that for different reasons. Right, right. That right. were pretty much all their own, and right. that was kind of like one of the main concepts of the story. So. And, so I was like Andy, Andy, the main character, uh, compared to the comic book in the uh, in the movie. To you, was it the same character to you, or it was the same character? With uh, the main key difference was like in the book, it was a it more so elaborated on aspects of her past mm-hmm. and flashbacks, and in the movie, it was more so just you know like one of the flashbacks. For instance, in the movie, was a picture uh-huh. with her and in her old life married to another guy. Well, that actually in the book that was a whole flashback that pretty much gave uh, more depth to the character. Right. What was that? The one where she was with like a slave, uh, like a, a. I don't know if he was a slave. I think he was a. I know it was a black guy, and it was like more so. Looks like kind of turn of the century. Some. Oh, okay. Because I read somewhere that she, I don't know how true it is. I didn't. I didn't read the book, but I read somewhere that was saying that he was a ex-slave or something like that. I like. I really have to go back over it. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I do believe it was. I think it was a slave. It's just I'm not sure. sure. Oh, that's cool. Now, Nile. Now, how was Nile? Um, I know I read there was some differences between Nile. Somewhat how they they got along between Nile and Andy in the I, heard, I read that well I heard in uh, the comic book that uh, the graphic novel that Nile and Andy got along pretty well but if you look in the movie they didn't really get along they actually had a fight scene that I heard that didn't happen in the comic book um, that's correct okay. yeah like it was more so of I, and you know I think it was more so to you know like to build conflict into the story mm-hmm. why that was done. And, um, but in the book, it was kind of more so like, uh, it was more so a cat, cat and mouse type of game going on in the book where it's like, she's kind of following along with family because there's people chasing her and they chasing them at the same time. Oh, God. You know, they got this exposition where they're trying to escape, which is kind of somewhat in the movie, in the, in the church scene. So why were they chasing Nile in, in the graphic novel? Do you remember? Well, um, they were chasing now because she got tracked down by Andy's team, and she pretty much, you know, was trying to find what's going on, and so it's almost like you know guilty by association. So, mm-hmm. you know, they were you know, they were chasing the um, they were more so chasing the group, mm-hmm. and you know she had become a part of the group, so it was like you know they're pretty much gonna get her too. So, oh okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I mean, I from what I saw, I, I felt it was pretty interesting. Um, uh, cert, I, I felt like it, it it did have good violence in it. Um, interesting if you were into that type of violence. Um, but let's let's go to the comparisons. Uh, what would you compare this film to? Oh, no doubt. Like when I first was reading the story, I was kind of like, this kind of reminds me of a. Guess what? A 21st century version of Highlander, somewhere okay. because of the whole immortal concept. Right. And I, I've never been a fan of uh, of Highlander. It's just that I know that they really kind of focused on immortality mm-hmm. 
well fall. But thing around them was centered on, you know, when you what, cut off a mortal's head that you gain their powers or their you gain more power from it in the Highlander. I but, think that was one of the main concepts. But was it, is that the same thing if you cut off the head? No, no. I, oh, okay. I was I was actually wondering that. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Yeah, I was wondering. Well, I was wondering. You know, if if one of them got their head cut off, would they actually? Still live, you know? Could they actually survive? That? Right. Because I know, I noticed like on this one, like you can, not knowing, but you can just die. Like you'll just stop healing. Now was that the same thing in the graphic novel? Because we had where Andy she stopped healing. Then it was another. I never got that far. Oh, okay. In there, where I was seeing where you know the healing factor, what I call it, right, right, the healing yeah. factor kind of stopped. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's kind of had some elements of Highlander kind of had some definitely definitely elements of uh, you know Wolverine or Logan more so Logan you know what I'm saying because that's I guess what the premiere Wolverine movie oh okay you know, so, oh, um, the, um... yeah with the hit with the you know the healing and everything it's kind of you know like various very kind of action heroes slash superhero type of oriented type of powers Okay. So, so my comparison, I compare this to the Matrix. Now you probably why. No, I mean, I can oh, see you that. see, you can I see that. See that. All right, because like I, I was, I was thinking about. I was talking with Mac. I, I'm supposed to have Mac on as well, and uh, shout out to you, Mac. And um, I'm supposed to have him on, and uh, we were discussing because we, I watched the movie at his crib, and it was one thing that I noticed. It was like you had Booker, who basically portrayed the team. He re- reminded me of Cipher. Right. You know, and then uh, and then uh, also uh, Andy reminded me of Morpheus, even though Andy had a bigger role than Morpheus and now reminded me of Neo. So when uh, uh, Andy got captured, now had to go and even the ele- they had the elevator scene right before they did a little shootout, a little mini shootout. And she got in the elevator to go get uh, <laughs> to go get Andy. <laughs> the funny part is I, I thought it reminded me of the Matrix. And I was like. You know, like I, I guess because you know I had to cast characters who were immortal. You trying to figure out what's, yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't even realize that, but yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff in there that that was kind of very Matrixy. Now you kind of see it's kind of like I guess like you know a lot of stuff in Matrix became what they call what tropes or whatever, and, right? And I, I guess that could a... be be one of the things in the movie that was kind of you know a, a negative shot at it. Right, because yeah, I it, it kind of yeah. took a lot from it. Actually, that's one of my dislikes. That's like the only dislike I have. But, um, but yeah, I, I I would say it probably was a blueprint because I hear in Hollywood a lot what they do is they'll take a certain movie, a good movie, a successful movie, and use the blueprint, um, like like the plot points and all of that stuff, and base other movies on it and build another movie. So basically, use a format from another movie and then to basically create an, another film. Uh, you know, if that makes any sense. Kind of yeah. like this some, somewhat, you know what I mean? Um, also, likes. Did, did you have any likes with this film? Oh, yeah, I definitely liked it. You know, just the concept of it, you know, like, uh, they're real, they're, I think what made it unique is the spin on immortality because I think most people would view immortality as something that they want because nobody pretty much wants to think of death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, you know, everybody, like, to a certain extent, you know, everybody, even me, and then, but I, I guess what kind of turned it with me is like when I start thinking, like, would you really want to live like forever, like forever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever? You know, like, 
that seemed like it would get real mundane. I mean, because just life in general, you know, it gets real mundane at certain points where it's just like, it, it, it just has a very, very sameness to it over a amount of time as, it, as you get older. I mean, like, um, not saying that you don't enjoy it, but it, it's just, you know, like, it, it's exciting. I think more so because you know at some point it's going to end, so that right. forces you to live, right. you know, your life to the fullest somewhat to an extent. Whereas if you're living forever, it seems like, it takes, it, takes on top of that, on, on top of that, you know, like you have it where like it's almost like you can't be killed, right? It, it, or, or, or you can be like Gwen and just be put inside of a, a Iron Maiden type thing and and, and drown to death right. for five hundred years. Right. It, it's almost got like a Twilight Zone type of irony to it, mm. <laughs> especially like that scene that you said where she was just dying. It seems like like when something that would be in the Twilight Zone, right? Right. You know, yeah. but um, that's hell. <laughs> I think, yeah, I actually think after a while, like, it'd be cool, but then, like, after a while, it seems like it would be, like, hell on earth. It's like, you can't die. You can't commit suicide, pretty much. It's like, you, you know you're going to die at some point, but, right. you know, everything is just so extended. So, I mean, the movie really focused on, like, the sense of loss that comes along with that immortality. Right. The sense of... You know, like you can't really be around people for an extended amount of time because they'll find out about it, and then they'll want to know what's your secret if you can share it with you. Like I don't know the secret, they're not gonna believe you, and that is going to turn to contempt. Ultimately. Right. And well, what if they just so torture you forever? You know, for generations. You know, right. if, they, if they find out your secret, you know what I mean. Right. And you know, kind of had element in the story. You know, mm-hmm. like. A whole pharmaceutical type of spin to it, right? Right. Where it's like we're gonna we want to take what's in them and turn it into like some type of super drug to sell to the rich, right? That's what uh Maverick, uh not Maverick, uh, uh Merrick, Merrick. Uh, he was the antagonist, the guy. To me, that's my down part of the movie. Is like he was a very stereotypical type of villain. Oh it, really? Oh okay. Gotcha. Very, very stereotypical. The kind of uh, uh, the social network type of jerk type of uh, of villain that you know that they tried to make. I mean, what they did in social network, but they didn't manage to pull it off in Batman versus Superman. It, it kind of went horribly wrong. Oh, okay. And I think it's kind of like like it's become its own trope. Um, in Hollywood now, you know, that millennial type of, you know, like asshole, asshole type of Mark Zuckerberg type of thing. Right, right. Cause then you have, do you ever like uh, see, um, uh, there's a series about the gods, uh, um, something about the gods. It had the, uh, the guy that was the god of uh, storytelling, but he was like a spider or something like that. And he was talking about slavery and the slave ship. Um, but it was a guy. That, oh, American Gods. American Gods. Did oh. you did you see that series? No, I've oh, only okay. seen like I saw that scene that you were talking about, oh, okay. like with them on the slaves. So I saw no, that scene. No, nah, but it was a scene where you know you're talking about like the Merrick type of guy, like that type of antagonist. Yeah, I think he, you know, that asshole. Wasn't he like the guy of technology? I think. Yeah, the guy of technology. Okay. But I did want to uh, do my likes. Um, I, I would say that uh, I did like that the movie was graphic. Um, and it also had an interesting take. Uh, I, like you said, I haven't seen an immortal 
type of story since Highlander. And I really wasn't a Highlander. I don't think I watched any of the Highlanders. I've seen like pieces of them in, in passing. Yeah, I've only seen pieces. The only reason I might have watched an episode or two, you know. I don't even remember the first one. The only reason I remember the second one because it was like that guy. He had like wings or something. He was flying in. It was something different, you know. It was a guy had wings, he had like a type of future. Yeah, because it was happening in like in the future. Or something. Oh, okay. And one of the antagonists had swords and wings. But it wasn't a good movie. I, I remember trying to watch. It. I was like, man, this. It, it, it may have been a good movie. I don't know. I was too young or too young to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I just know when I tried to watch it then, I didn't really, you know, like it. But then again, like a movie like Blade Runner, I didn't like that when I was young. I kind of think it's kind of cool now, you know, like you gotcha. can watch it. But I would say then the other other like I have was maybe not everybody's uh, like. Um, I didn't think it was going to be my like. I thought it was going to be a scene that they were going to force down my throat. And they really didn't pause. No, no pun intended. It was the scene between Joe and Nikki when they were in the, uh, in the, um, in the truck. And I believe it was uh, uh, Joe. He was confessing his love to Nikki. And it was like the other soldiers were around. You remember that scene? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, so it was like, but it wasn't like, it wasn't actually like, like it wasn't it didn't feel vulgar or forced it felt like like they truly had love for each other and then they had like the history where um they were on opposing ends of the battlefield fighting each other and i don't don't know how they got a chance to really like each other after that but you know or love each other after that but i felt like like it felt like it was compassion they didn't feel like you know it didn't feel awkward or uncomfortable it was like oh it was compassion then they made it kind of funny where the dudes made a, I guess, a gay remark or a gay joke to soldiers, and then when he went and he started, you know, you know, telling them how much he felt about the, um, about Joe, and or Joe was confessing how he felt about Nikki, and then they started kissing and the guards pulled him apart like, hey, hey, you know what I'm saying? That, that actually, part was kind of that funny. actually almost happened like panel for panel what happened in the book. I oh, for real? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that that was in the book. So uh, now, as for your dislikes, what did you dislike? I know you did a piece of the dislike. Did that count as your dislike? What well, you said earlier. Well, I, I disliked the main villain, um, the way they, the way he was. He was just so, oh, Merrick, so yeah. generic. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, generic Mark Zuckerberg type of villain. And, and I, I will say that with me too. I, I, I think they should have had a villain that stood. It, it wasn't really. I mean, they got captured. They got found out. But it wasn't really uh, uh, something where they had to fight against. You know what I'm saying? They had to fight against a major villain that that could really cause threat to their immortality. You know what I mean? Like, right. I didn't... Other than the fact that, you know... Uh, it seemed like they in the movie, somebody stuck, um, stuck her with something. And all of a sudden, she started losing her power, maybe? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I think that's... I don't know maybe, if that was supposed to be that. You or? know, like... I think that's... The reason why they did that was to actually... I can't remember if it happened in the book because I didn't finish the book, but I think that was done to actually have a sense of vulnerability. vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. Where where she could die. You didn't know if she was going to die. Because, I mean, it would have just been... They would have just been too OP. Right, 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 right. um, Yeah, yeah, so I think that that was was a dislike for me, and I I did feel like... it, It did feel like a watered down Matrix. You know, like if you like, I felt like if there wasn't a Matrix, this mo- problem, this movie, this movie would have probably have been higher ranked for me. But by me, I'm just picking out certain scenes. Like, yeah, that's the Matrix that came from the Matrix. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that is just yeah, it. yeah, it kind of was. It, it was very derivative of the of the Matrix. Now I think about it, like, yeah, it, it, it's kind of derivative. Um, 
one of the main things I think like other things that I didn't like but they still managed to pull it off pretty well is that they didn't um, like they didn't put the flashbacks more so in the story it was more so illusions or dialogue around it I kind of think that would have given like a bigger scale to the movie I know they didn't do it because they probably constrained by the constrained by the budget mm-hmm. uh, and they pulled it off pretty well I just think like I was like, man, if they really put that in there, and, you like, know, with some kind of like, you know, like a big sweeping vista, of, you know, like some of the battles that they had. In the book, oh, especially yeah, revolving yeah. around those two characters who were in love. I can't remember the names. Though. Mm-hmm. I always kind of Muslim and the Christian. When they were fighting the Crusades, I thought that would have kind of been funny. But I know it would have been expensive to do that. Right. But, right. Um, so hopefully they, they made they, they made enough money for part two to kind of add, you know, more. Yeah, uh, kind of. They can, you know, made enough money where to they the can, budget to the budget to where they can add it in, into the second one. Uh, I know some people may say that negative if they watch the whole movie for the second one is the way that it's set up to kind of be. Uh, it seems like they're setting it up to be a franchise because. Right on the certain point, I was like, okay, well, they're moving this into a franchise. <laughs> I, I, you think it would be cool if they turn it into a series? Or no? You think they should keep it a movie? Because I feel like a series, you can put more into it. And you can focus on the characters more and stuff like that. What you think? I kind of don't know. Because I'm thinking that they could get a bigger budget to do a lot of different things mm. with the movie. But I know in a series, they can actually focus more on... They can go into the character depth. Right, right, right. So, I, I guess each one has its positives and negatives. Mm. Um, I, I kind of would like to see it as a movie mm. because more so, like, you see so many kind of series kind of somewhat... So, I can't say like this, but more so... I, I, you know, it, it, it's just the luge of, like, graphic novel TV shows mm. that I think it would kind of get... Some lost, lost in the shuffle because you got the Umbrella Academy, and then you got uh, the boys, and, and then stuff like yeah, yeah I got Watchmen. You. I think they're about to stay saying that they kind of think about working on Watchmen. I heard, heard they're doing the Rorschach or something like Westworld, that. Westworld, Westworld, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there, and I think like as a movie where Thanks. it has the budget for it. You know, like, I, I think it'll be... It, Especially it for out. Netflix. That was a Netflix original. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, they need yeah. they need movies more so right. than they need That's true. Uh, TV, TV shows. shows. That's true. And uh, the rating. I give this rating seven and a half battle axes. I, I, I heard that uh, the battle axe was uh, uh, the axe that was used. Most women used this axe in, like, different wars. Now... I tried to look up the information to find out what wars the women use these battle axes, and I could not find that information again. But I, I did hear that women use these battle axes. So anyway, I give it seven and a half battle axes. What would you give this rating clean? I actually give I probably give it um, about an eight to eight point five, just for you know, like I, I just really like the concept of the story. Um, I'm always I've always been into you know mercenary soldiers type of stories. So, so eight point five what? Well, uh, I give it what eight point well eight and a half chicken wings. I say that chicken wings. They had chicken wings in the movie. I was just saying chicken wings because I really like chicken wings. <laughs> like lemon pepper chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, 
Okay. Uh. <laughs> Eight and a half piece. <laughs> it's like, you chicken. know, sometimes they'll throw in like half a chicken wing. <laughs> and you're like, man, what's this? They only gave me half a piece of like, uh, chicken. <laughs> you don't throw like that point .5 piece away. And be eight, you know. You ultimately, you know, it'd be eight. But yeah, I give it an eight point five. And you know what, Clean? This is the only uh, podcast you've done that wasn't had no connection to Spider Man. <laughs> every every podcast you've done with me was connected to Spider Man for some weird reason. What do you mean? Like, like just... you, you did Venom, and you did. Uh, uh, didn't you? Didn't you uh, do the uh, the new Spider Man? It's funny too, cause and like, then also the 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 the, the multiverse Spider Man you were on the podcast. It's funny because I'm really not like a big Spider Man fan, <laughs> which is funny. I, I'm really not a Spider Man fan. I mean, I, like I watch the movies, but I, I, I just really I, I always liked Iron Man more than Spider Man in terms of Marvel. But it's cool. Uh, that's what's up, man. <laughs> I appreciate you uh, having you back on the podcast, man. Hopefully, we'll do some more. That's un-Spider-Man related, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, I love to do one, you know, when Black Widow <laughs> finally comes out. So you just, you just you're about spiders. He's all about spiders. You want to do Black Widow now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Black, Black Widow is, is, is yeah, the spider or a tarantula? No, spider, spider is tarantula too. It's oh, a arachnid. Yeah, well, it's Black, arachnid, Widow, yeah, yeah, but, Black Widow, yeah, is a spider, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so. Thank you for everybody for listening and clean. Where can they find you if they want to get in contact with you? Oh, you can't find me on. I don't really do the, the, the social media social media like that. <laughs> I, I, I go old school. You're going to have to get at me by email. <laughs> you want to give up your email information? No. <laughs> well, you can find me on Critical Blues Reviews on Instagram, Critical with a K. And you can also find me on Critical Blue with a K on Facebook. And you can also find me Critical Blues Reviews on Twitter, Critical with a K, of course. All right, folks, that will be it. And don't forget to make me last by giving listener support to the podcast. It was good having you over clean. It's been a while. We've been like uh, social distancing, you know, and hopefully everything is good on your end. Hopefully yeah. I'll be alive by the time the next one we get ready to do the next one. <laughs> if not, I'll just go, you know, yeah, I'm, like, I'm not, not going to even uh, <laughs> take that story further. I should have stopped you when you, when you had a chance. But anyway, man, <laughs> thank, thank you for being on the show, y'all. And uh, thank you for listening. And we are out. One.